Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, queen of burnout, mother of dragons, surviving the 4-H fair, wishing the kids to go back to school, ASAP, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. I am talking with an amazing female physician today, and not just because of the work that she's doing, the book that she wrote, Leaned Out, A Professional Woman's Guide to Finding Authentic Work-Life Balance, not because... She's a yoga teacher, but because she is a friend and we have hiked together, and so that elevates her to a new level. So join me in listening to the amazing Dr. Dawn Baker and enjoy our conversation about design. today. You too, Erin. Long time no see. Well, tell the people I know so much about you, but tell the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself and the magic you put out into the world. Sure. So I am a physician. I'm an anesthesiologist by training, and I am also a creator. I like to write. I have been writing a long time blog and Recently, over the last year, I wrote a book and started a podcast, and I also coach other women professionals who are trying to design their lives around their work and not necessarily their, well, I guess it's actually the other way around. It's uh, designing their work or their work around their lives. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And you are a phenomenal example of this. So Tell us, tell me once again, I know we've talked through it in the hot tub, but tell everybody out there about how you kind of took the step to say like, whoa, 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 I want to first live my life and I just want my job to support that. I don't want my whole life to be my job. Yeah. So I feel like I went into medicine having that vision except that I lost myself along the way. And I think a lot of people can identify with that because we really get caught up on the treadmill of achievement. That's what I like to call it. We kind of just get into that mode of going and pleasing and doing everything for everyone. And it's very difficult to step away from that and question, is what I'm doing really what I want? Am I going down the path that I originally envision and that is aligned with what I value. And it took for me having a health crisis in the middle of my residency training to get to that point to come back to what I really had gone into medicine for. And it's kind of ironic because a lot of people don't associate medicine with freedom, but I really saw medicine as a way to be freer, to practice something that is work-related, that gives you that purpose of work in any sort of location. I was doing engineering, and you really are pegged to live in certain places when you do that career. So I saw medicine as a way to have location freedom, and I knew that if I played my cards right and I got the right specialty in order and got the right job that I could have vacations when I wanted to. So I could have a little bit more of that kind of schedule freedom. And I got onto the path though, before I had this health crisis, I talk about getting into a niche specialty and I was going to put myself exactly where I was. And it's just funny, but it took me getting sick to realize that. So what happened was I had some nonspecific symptoms that I really thought were burnout. 
And we've talked about this before, you and I, offline and online in our conversation a few years ago. And it really just seemed like the kind of things that people describe with burnout, sleep disturbance, feeling depressed, having issues with focus, having academic problems, just focusing on what you're supposed to be learning in residency. And it turned out, to make a long story short, that I ended up having a very large pituitary tumor that was causing me to have vision loss and all sorts of hormonal problems. And once I got that fixed, I got back on my original path of of going into medicine to give me more freedom in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't just like make huge sweeping changes. It was a lot of very intentional small steps. And can you talk towards that a little bit? Because I think sometimes people get overwhelmed when they're like, I want to change my life, but where do I even start? Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons that I wrote my book that came out this year, Lean Out, because I wanted to give people steps to figure out if they find themselves on this treadmill of achievement and they really don't know how to get off and they don't really know even exactly what they want to go towards, what they want to move towards. They just know that what they're doing now is not sustainable or it's not really exactly what they wanted. First step is to to recognize you're in that place. So taking stock of what you're doing and the things that maybe roles that you have in your life that aren't really fitting what your values are. So that goes to figuring out what your values are. So that's another step that's very foundational, which is going through an exercise and iterative process of looking at a list of values. I have one in the book, but you can find them also online. And figuring out what yours are, coming up with a list of maybe five core values, and then seeing like, what am I doing in my life that I'm spending a lot of time doing that that doesn't fit with these values? And then after that, learning more about yourself, learning about how you best take care of yourself, how you best gain energy, what things drain energy from you. So that's another foundational step. It's just learning more about yourself. And the ways that you can do that are spending time (laughs) with yourself and also taking certain types of assessments. You can work with a coach or a therapist to learn more about yourself as well. You can do journaling. There's so many different ways to do that. And then one thing that I think sets my book apart from a lot of books that talk about these subjects is the idea that you can practice doing hard things. And hard things, in my mind, as far as doctors and other professionals are concerned, really comes down to us negotiating for what we want because it's really difficult to do that. We're often worried about what our colleagues are going to think of us, what's going to happen, especially when we're in this job where economically we really need it. Maybe we have student loan debt and things like that. And we're really worried to rock the boat, if you will. So practicing doing hard things actually means doing little hard things. And so little hard things can be like spending time by yourself if being by yourself scares you. It can mean doing some sort of a learning some sort of a new skill. And it's like low stakes stuff, like just taking a class in pottery or something. I mean, that sounds crazy, but doing something that you have never done before, making decisions on a regular basis, making concerted efforts to make regular decisions, like even what you're going to have for lunch and not just 
letting things go and and floating on and letting the decisions be made for you, you taking charge of making decisions. So that's just kind of a snippet of some of the things that that I've been trying to teach people with this book and with my bo- my new podcast. You know, I got to see the whole creative process happening with you. And it was really beautiful because you really intentionally said, like, I am working on my book and really surrounded yourself and placed yourself in it. What did you learn while you were doing this process of, of writing this? I love writing. So that part wasn't really hard. But I think what I expected to be hard maybe wasn't as hard as what I thought. So it was a little bit different as far as my expectations for the process. I think that the 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 coming up with the ideas, once I kind of got an outline down of really what I wanted to say, the message I wanted to send, so it, the book wasn't just like a memoir. I'm not the only example in the book. I have a lot of women physicians that I either quote or that I interviewed and profiled in the book. Once I figured out that loose outline coming up with the information, it just seemed to flow. And I just would do it every night when my family went to sleep and I wasn't doing anything else. I would just go and I would sit and I was like sitting in my tiny house bathroom on my little farm writing my book. And that part was really fun and it wasn't as difficult, but the part that was difficult was more the the editing process and the refining and getting feedback from beta readers and that sort of thing. So it was kind of flipped from what I expected. As far as what I learned about myself, I guess I learned that that I can formulate something more long form like this after writing lots of shorter articles and doing speaking gigs where they were just, you know, an hour long. And so it's another thing where you just get this confidence like I put all this together and it's much bigger than anything I've ever done and it's really got a a real kind of proud, gratifying feeling. I love that. And and so what's happened since the book's been born? Have you had any fun experiences? People reach out. I'm, I'm excited to see what impact it's had. Yeah. So since the book came out in early 2023, I tried to time it before I was going to speak at a large national physician conference. And so I took it there and I did a book signing and that was great. I started my podcast, which is also titled Lean Out, where I published at first the interviews that I had recorded that were then summarized in the book in different chapters. I have profiles of different women. So I took those interviews, edited them, took some of my own thoughts and then added them before or after. And then I've gone on from there to interview more women professionals about the same topic, about how they've created some sort of a sustainable practice of whatever their profession is. And I'm trying to branch out into non-medical professionals as well, because you and I are in these circles of having a large network of knowing lots of women physicians, but also there are lots of people that struggle with this that are in the law profession, that are in finance, that are in tech, that are in marketing and those kind of things. So I've tried to find some more people. And through the process of both doing my own podcast and then going on to other people's podcasts to talk about my book, I've met lots of new people outside of medicine and within medicine. And that has been so fun. So just it's a slow spreading of the word. And it's really organic and it's just really beautiful. I definitely get messages from people and then I'm just 
meeting more and more people through doing these interviews. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Because you're right, the message isn't just for like one small subset of unicorns. It, it really is for anybody who is in whatever professional space to look towards the future and not just put years of your life into a job and, and like hang on to retirement. I think so many of us really, we just want to enjoy and have the experiences now. And, and creating that, I think, is a really special thing and helping others even see the possibility of like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to hate my job every single day. Yeah, it's so important. Getting into that situation where you hate going to work and you're dreading things. We really don't want to get there. But on the flip side of that, there are people that are going through the motions and that aren't even really thinking about it until something bad happens. And that something bad could be like you get sick. It could be someone in your family gets sick. It could be a divorce, some sort of a big upheaval in your family or in your home life or in your finances. And the point is to think about this stuff now and hopefully not get to that crisis, which is like what I experienced and what a lot of people do experience before they take stock of really figuring out if they're, if they're doing what they want. Do you care to share a little bit about the how you've designed your life? I know you guys live really close to the earth and also about and, and how you format your work too. I think it's super interesting and I'm hoping other people get inspiration from it because I know that I do. Yes, I, I would love to share that. So you had mentioned before the idea that things weren't a drastic change and that it was an iterative process. And it really was because what I started out doing after I finished my residency, and that was after I had a period of recovery from this major brain surgery and figuring out my medications to live with hypopituitism and things like that, was finding a job that was very general, that had a very simple set of roles in it. I really wanted to focus on honing my clinical skills. So I did that. I did it going in thinking, I know I want to get into a part-time role. I started out in a 0.75 FTE part-time role doing just clinical anesthesiology. And when I struggled through infertility treatments and I finally had a child, then I went down even lower. So I went down to 0.5 FTE. I worked in the same institution for a number of years. And then I realized that Well, my husband and I realized that we wanted to move somewhere outside of a city. We wanted to move to a more rural place, which is difficult to practice anesthesia in, but you can do it. So I dabbled a little bit in locum tenens anesthesia to see if I liked doing traveling because we figured that wherever we ended up landing, probably I was going to have to travel to to do anesthesiology. And so I did that. And then I ended up leaving my longtime job, even though it was the quote, perfect job of part-time and it didn't have any call so that we could live this life where we traveled sometimes and lived rurally sometimes. We ended up buying a very large property in the mountains of Southern Utah. And we are about an hour away from any sort of town that has work. And it's a beautiful place to live. It's lovely. We have a stream. We have a spring. Our daughter is homeschooled and she gets to run around on the property and and just be free. And, you know, you don't have to worry about cars. And that was something that we really wanted, be able to explore and be creative with all the games that she plays. 
At the same time, we do travel down to the nearby town that we're in, and I sometimes do work there. And then I also work a few hours away in a large city center. And I tend to work approximately a week a month. So it's five to six or seven days a month. That's pretty much my clinical work. The rest of the time, I'm doing creative things. I recently did the yoga teacher and meditation training, and I'd like to start doing offerings there if they're going to be video or online or, you know, whatever else might happen. And then also I am doing coaching online for other women physicians and I'm writing and I'm doing the podcast and all those things. So I fill some of my time with that. And then my other time is filled with doing projects on the property. It's physical and it's beautiful and it's fun. And and we love those kind of things. We love challenge and we love learning new things and just dabbling in a whole new area that we didn't really know anything about. Absolutely. And your husband, he is not in medicine, correct? He's not in medicine. He is an attorney, but he works in an unusual capacity as an attorney because he doesn't do any sort of courtroom work. It's very, very rare for his particular area of law to go to court. So it's mostly online work. And so he's able to do that as well in this mountain place that we have. As long as we have a good internet connection, we can do those things. Yeah. And I, that's what I was going to say. He also has done his own work, you know, both internal figuring out how to make his career work for him while you guys curate your life together too. Yeah, definitely. And we took turns being the person that had the really intense schedule over the years that we've been together. We've uh, been together almost 25 years now and that worked well. And now yeah, we just talk with each other and we work together to to coordinate our, our schedules such that when we need to have a focused time on whether it's online or it's me traveling to go do anesthesiology, then the other person is doing the childcare and taking care of the property and those kind of things. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing that you guys have created. And lady, you just need to be so proud of yourself for all the work that you've done, the book and the podcast that you're creating. It really is, I see as a movement and Oprah is not far from your future. That's for sure. (laughs) That would be wonderful. I love it. I definitely want to spread the word more and more. And so thank you for helping me do that. Absolutely. And so if you want to know more about Dawn, head over to leanoutbook.com. That'll give you everything about her book. Her website is practicebalance.com. I know you've had that website for a while. And so that's where you can also follow her on Instagram too, under practice balance. Lady, before I let you go, what would you say to the listeners who are sitting out there and like, wow, this is what I really want? What words would you give them? I would say it's absolutely possible. It feels daunting right now, but other people have done it. You are not the only one who wants to do something different with your career. Follow it and learn more about yourself in the process. And if you need more inspiration, listen to the voices of other women professionals that are leaning out there on the Lean Out podcast or in my book. Absolutely. Well, friend, the badass in me honors the badass in you. Thank you.
friend. So my word of the year for 2023 is going to be slacking for two reasons. One, I am really going to pull back the throttle in 2023 and see what life is like when I just do enough. Not extra, not overboard, not overworking, burning myself out, burning candle at both ends, slacking. Something I don't think I've really ever done my entire life. I'm excited about it, but I'm also worried, of course, (laughs) the classic OCD overworker, how this is going to be. The other reason that slack is going to be my word in 2023 is that's where I'm going to hang out. You're not going to see me in a lot of new places. I'm just going to be waiting for you in my DMs on Slack. Yeah, I'll probably occasionally post on Instagram and still send out a few emails. But you're going to see a change in Burnt Out to Badass and Dr. Me First. You're going to just see me waiting willingly and quietly in the corner for those who are ready for help. No more blasting lots of advertisements and marketing and pushing people. When you're ready, you'll come and we're going to see how it goes. So there you go. That's my word for the year. How about you? Have you picked a word? I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email. Better yet, send me a DM in Slack. Or maybe you want to join me and let's make this the year of slacking. All right, friend. Remember, if work is your drug, rest is your recovery. Come over and hang out with Slack and me and start slacking off a little bit in life. Friends, isn't Dawn just the most amazing person? I mean, come on. She survived a pituitary brain tumor. That's like the surgery they go through your nose, if I remember right, from medical school. She's a freaking anesthesiologist. She's a homesteader. She's wrote this incredible book. Really, it is amazing. And it's just written in the most, I don't even know the adjectives to get it, compassionate, kind, alpha female way that If you at all are needing a little bit of guidance, I 100% point you towards Dawn's book. I am going to be on her podcast as well. So you get to hear a little bit more about my story. So we'll get that posted when it's up and going. And I just think it's so, so important to hear these different voices. If anything, just to remind yourself that, yeah, if she can do it, I can do it. So I just want to remind you to hang in there for you too to get off the railroad tracks of achievement and go for an amazing walk in this amazing life that we have around us. You get to play. You get to jump in the mud puddles. You get to have fun. It doesn't have to be all dread and wanting to get hit by a truck on your way to work. It really doesn't need to be that way. So remember, friends, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya! See ya!